So Salvador, since I know Valentine's Day is your very favorite holiday, I thought we should do an episode about it. Yeah, it's my least favorite holiday for sure. <laughs> you know, everyone thinks of it as, well, many think of it as the Hallmark holiday. And when you had the idea of doing a podcast in honor of this, I wasn't really too motivated. Well, it wasn't really in honor of it. It was more because I know how triggering this holiday is for so many people. And I thought it should be acknowledged for that. It can be rough, especially mm -hmm. uh, if people uh, are longing for a relationship and they don't have anybody to share it with, for sure. Yeah, it's almost like it gets put in your face as this holiday about love and relationships. And when people aren't in partnership or when they're alone, especially now in the middle of a pandemic, if you're at home alone and not able to see a lot of people in your life, it can bring up a lot. And so we wanted to kind of support you during this time with a better understanding to help you cultivate what the most important form of love really is. And that is self-love. Welcome to the Natural Healing Podcast, the show designed to guide, inspire, and empower you to elevate your health so you can achieve your goals and dreams. We are your hosts, Dr. Satara Moafi and Salvador Cephalou, a husband and wife team of acupuncturists and owners of a Center for Natural Healing, an integrative wellness clinic based in the heart of Silicon Valley. We're here to make the ancient wisdom of healing practical and accessible for your modern lifestyle. Since I've held a negative attitude towards this holiday, which should be really colored with something positive, I thought maybe I should go back and look at the history of Valentine's Day and uh, try to take a different perspective about it. So what I discovered is that Valentine's Day is a holiday that was created to replace a pagan holiday called Lupercalia that was practiced uh, February 13th through the 15th in Rome. And it was a pretty uh, extreme type of ritualistic celebration where you could say they were having animal sacrifices, uh, lots of uh, sexual activities, and they were really focusing on trying to ward off evil and also uh, removing uh, maybe curses that were causing infertility. So that didn't sit well with Catholics, of course. And uh, when they decided to make Valentine a saint, because he, he was one of the martyrs, they turned this Lupercalia celebration into a celebration of St. Valentine's. And Valentine, St. Valentine was a Catholic priest and a healer. And... Uh, he was like Jesus, where he, in fact, it's said that he, he healed his jailer's daughter of blindness. So uh, this is a pretty positive thing. That's so interesting. Yeah. So I thought we can use that idea as a metaphor for what we call in Chinese medicine, vaporizing phlegm, which is how we describe creating miracles in our life. So you mean 
the idea of miracles and how it relates to the heart. Correct. So vaporizing phlegm is a process that occurs when a person opens their heart. Which gets more difficult to do around holidays like Valentine's Day because it's almost like you're being forced to open your heart. Right. So then what's necessary? Well, what's necessary is forgiveness. Yes. And also I think to take this holiday and make it more about yourself rather than about partnership and about relationships with other people, because all of those relationships are rooted in your relationship to yourself to begin with and the love that you feel for yourself and not the cliche of self-love, which I know can also trigger a lot of people, but really the depth and the trueness, the truth of the meaning of self-love, which is to know yourself, to feel that there is self-esteem and self-confidence and self-worth. And that's where the challenge lies, because if you don't feel good about yourself or if you're judging yourself or if you're holding on to guilt because of something you've done in the past or you said in the past, then that's going to really impact the lungs from uh, realizing its virtue, which is forgiveness. And that's a really good point because when the lungs are out of balance and we're talking about the five element understanding of the different organ systems. So the lungs are encompassed in the metal element and the heart, which needs to open and express itself for you to feel self-love is part of the fire element. And when the metal element is out of balance, you're going to be more or have a greater propensity for judgment, for criticism for, you know, a lot of regret and guilt about the past. And when this energy becomes overabundant, when you start to be too critical, then that causes the metal energy to insult the fire energy, the heart, and that inhibits the heart from opening. And this idea of forgiveness is associated with the metal element because the lungs and the large intestine, which is also a metal element organ, these both have the function of letting go. The lungs let go of the breath. Mm -hmm. The large intestine lets go of the waste products created. And it's through this action of letting go that we can truly experience the depth of forgiveness to allow this vaporization of phlegm to occur. And the other thing that happens, yeah. And the other thing that happens when we let go, right, it puts us, it really anchors us fully into the present moment. And that's another aspect of fire energy, right? It's about being fully in the moment. That's the experience of love. That's experience, the experience of being in the zone of, you know, being in that flow state, all of those aspects in your creativity and your ability to give and receive love are related to the fire element. And that happens only when you let go and are fully present. And that's why when people have a lot of excessive fire in their heart and they feel perhaps anxious, uh, nervousness, uh, just mental overactivity, overstimulation of the mind, they reach out for exercise because, uh, you know, it increases uh, endorphins to help give them the, the, the high, you know, during the exercise. But 
But unfortunately, that type of exercise, like if you're doing excessive running or jogging, biking perhaps, it creates a lot of heat in the body. And that heat, in Western scientific terms, is going to be acid that accumulates in the blood. And this is only going to exacerbate the underlying condition of of anxiety. And it's interesting that we are attracted to doing that kind of exercise because, right, you're trying to get that release of the stress. But I think what's also happening subconsciously is because the lungs are so overwhelmed, they're trying to kind of release and you're trying to breathe more deeply. And you often think that if you do more stimulating exercise, you're going to be able to kind of open the diaphragm, open the chest and breathe more freely. And that's not often the case. And this is why in the Chinese system of exercise, they're doing slow exercise, slow movement like Tai Chi or Qigong, because the idea is to to quiet the system, quiet the mind, which is going to reduce that static energy, that static qi in the body, and allow for the smooth flow of qi and energy to circulate. So with that being said, I think it would be helpful to offer a few takeaways, things that our listeners can practice at home in order to cultivate this feeling of self-love. So in order to open the lungs and free the lungs, allow yourself to let go more. And also, hopefully, once the heart opens more, not only are you able to experience self-love, but you're able to experience this feeling of endless possibilities and of miracles. Well, when the heart energy is excessive, we say there's heart fire. And when there's heart fire, that's why you you can't settle your mind. And like you said, you can't really just be uh, still in the moment very easily. This heart fire is a state of heat that's in the blood. And you could understand that as I referred to a moment ago as uh, an acidic terrain of the body. There's too much acid in the blood. And this is one of the concerns I have when people are uh, really utilizing the ketogenic diet because in creating a state of ketosis, they're actually increasing acid in the body. So if they already are overheated in certain systems of the body, be it the lungs, the heart, the liver, the stomach, because we, in Chinese medicine, as you know, we isolate like where really is that heat being generated? And it's often being generated from the diet which will spread to all the other organ systems. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times we're eating foods that we think are healthy or creating dietary lifestyles that we think are, you know, on trend and have been well-researched. But remember that nutrition and diet is very, very personalized. And unfortunately, the information that you're going to find on the internet or whatever is trending in the moment is not necessarily going to be pertinent to your specific body. Right. And when you're just focusing on having a lot of protein and fat in your diet, this is going to heat up your system. We say fat's going to generate a lot of dampness. Protein's going to create a lot of heat. And as you create that state of ketosis, you're generating literally an acidic state. That's why a person who has weak kidneys, it's, it's actually dangerous for them. And because that, that the kidneys are trying to clear that, 
So from a dietary point of view, people need to really be cognizant of this and really increase the greens because uh, the green food is going to cool down the system and alkalize the blood. Yeah, and especially the bitter greens like, let's say, dandelion, chard, spinach, those kinds of greens. And in Chinese medicine, we always like you to cook your food. So we're not talking about having a spinach salad or a kale salad or anything like that, which can be damaging to the digestive system, which can be really difficult to break down and slow down the function of the spleen and stomach. It's better to cook these foods and then eat them throughout the day. You can just have them as a side dish with your dinner, lunch, or even breakfast. One of the things I I wanted to suggest because people are looking for protein sources is perhaps to reach out and work with or experiment with um, some of the freshwater algaes like chlorella, spirulina, Mm. some of the microalgaes, phytoplanktons, more seaweed in the diet. These things are very high in minerals and very alkalizing to the system. Yeah, that's a really, really good idea. I notice when I drink the greens that you just mentioned, like if I take like chlorophyll or chlorella or any of the spirulina, I notice immediately it's like my nervous system calms down. And I think because I tend to be more acidic by nature, I notice the effect almost immediately as I drink those. Of course, those are also very cooling. So you want to be careful, especially during the winter time, not to have too much of those types of drinks and foods. But, you know, especially if you have a lot of acid in your diet, that's a good way to balance it. Well, you and I are definitely more fire types. And that's why we reach out to chlorophyll, which is made from the from alfalfa sprouts. And uh, we do that regularly to help start our day with a little bit of an alkalizing effect. Yeah, every morning. Yeah, if you tend to have like a really busy mind, that's an indication of having a lot of excessive fire because that can stir up a lot of thinking and processing. And so this is a good way to kind of calm your nervous system down without having to, you know, worry about doing a lot of relaxation and meditation practices, which of course are also very helpful. But diet is number one. That's the most important thing that you can control. And in a past podcast, we talked about how the tongue is the expression of the heart. And we talked about how you could touch the tongue to the roof of the mouth to help quiet your mind during your meditation. And when you see people who just can't stop talking, you know, you know, there's a heart fire imbalance. Or if they have insomnia, they can't shut their mind down to fall asleep. There's a heart fire imbalance. And one real clear observation you can make for yourself is look in the mirror and if you have a cherry tip tongue like Rudolph's nose you know that's there's some heart fire going on in your life so so this is something to consider if you want to create more calm and relaxation in your life absolutely and if you're interested in learning more about the topic of heart fire that salvador has been talking about you can visit our website at acenterfornaturalhealing.com forward slash blog and type in the search bar the words heart fire and you'll see a series of articles that'll guide you so that you can have a better understanding about the symptoms and the patterns and also the solutions if you're experiencing a lot of heart fire Another tip I wanted to bring up uh, had to do with breathing, because when a person is nervous and anxious, they tend to breathe shallowly. And then this is going to create 
a buildup of carbonic acid, and which is going to irritate the nerves. So something that I like to do when I'm feeling like I want to, you know, not just deep breathing, but actually where I do a deep exhalation and I just hold my breath, just like release all that carbonic acid as I can, hold my out breath. And then when I feel comfortably ready, I'll just allow the body to have a nice deep inhalation. And you do that a few times and you really could feel your yourself just kind of settle into the moment. Do you want to do that together so that everyone can experience what that's like? Absolutely. Let's take a moment to do that. Unless you're driving, then just maybe imagine doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Or just do it later. Go back to this section of the episode. So take a breath. And then exhale. Exhaling out of your mouth is going to help clear the heat better. So that's something that's very important when you want to clear the the fire out of your heart is to breathe out of your mouth. So let's do it again. Breathe in your nose. Breathe out your mouth. And then just let yourself stay in an exhaled state. Letting go. Letting go of yourself. Letting go of your breath. And then when you're ready, naturally allow your body to take a nice deep inhale. To even doing it once, you could just feel yourself just settle right in. Definitely. So those are some really good tips. So the first one, when you want to cool that heart fire, right, to help you let go, to help you to be more calm, more clear, is to cool down your diet, to alkalize your diet so that you can allow the heart to open. And then the second tip was to just breathe. And the breathing technique that Salvador taught us was to focus on the exhalation. And that exhale will help you to let go of the heat in your body to also support you to cool down. But also that effect of cooling down and letting go will ease your mind. I think you can notice that effect almost immediately. I know I did. And it's important to realize it may take time to calm a system that's been habitually overstimulated and excessively acidic. So give yourself some space to do that. Don't be anxious about it. And do some regular cultivation on a daily practice and you'll see how your day will change how you approach your day will change you won't be so anxious about it the day may seem to go more slowly and not pass by your your life may not pass by so quickly and so as you can imagine this is definitely a technique of longevity and to reduce the aging process. This is why tortoises are one of the longest living creatures on earth (laughs) is because they're very slow. Yes. And as you slow down and as you begin to witness yourself more and slow down the pace at which you're living your life, I think you'll also start to 
more naturally experience a sense of self-love because as the heart cools, it's not such an effort to love yourself. You'll be able to naturally experience that feeling because that feeling is a natural state. It's the natural state of fire energy when it's in balance. Right. Stop being oppressed. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I could just feel a sense of joy bubbling up just as we are finishing today's podcast. Me too. So that's a great way to go into Valentine's Day. And we hope that those of you who are listening at home are also experiencing that with us. Because I hope that holidays like this can feel like an opportunity rather than that something that triggers you to feel bad about yourself. Because we can really change our perspective of any experience and then change the experience itself. Now we would love to hear from you. Visit acenterfornaturalhealing.com forward slash love and let us know in the comments how these tips have impacted your life. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Natural Healing Podcast. And we look forward to meeting once again next time. Bye.